Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling YouTube channel slash podcast. Hope you're having an awesome day. This is my reaction and review to WWE Clash of Champions 2019. This show, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Get it off the, right off the bat. The first half of the show was kind of mediocre, in my opinion. But the second half really uh, picked up and saved the show. That's how I figured it would be. And because in recent weeks, they've had... The shows build, build up to the finish, to the main event, which is smart and interesting in my opinion. Um, they've had matches build and build and build, like start out slower than work into crazy chaos. So that's how they did the show. They started off kind of slow, and as the night progressed, it got more and more exciting, which is an interesting way to build the show. And that's how it should be, honestly is you should be more excited as the show goes on because you shouldn't be excited starting out then you'll be getting tired towards the end. So that's kind of smart build up the fans' excitement, build up the matches. Very well done looking back at it, in my opinion. Um, people doll this type of stuff because then we're not used to having this type of technique that um, starting slow, walking their way to uh, the big finale type of thing, which is, again, interesting. But I watched the whole show. I'm usually missing the pre-show because I'm out doing something usually. But I was home and watched the pre-show too, and it was a pre-show. Um, the first match was for the Cruiserweight Championship. It's champion Drew Gulak versus Lindsay Dorado versus Humberto Carrillo. That's how you say his name. This match was a good opener. It was an opener, solid opener. Um, the finish was botched a little bit. Um, but the match was pretty good. You had, you had Humberto and Lindsay doing the flips and high flying. Drew doing your, your wrestling te- technicality type stuff. Um, the finish came. It was, the finish was funny. It was a boss, but it was funny. Um, Humberto hit a springboard flip moonsault thing. I don't even know how you call it. And then went to pin Lindsay. Then Drew came in, threw him to the ring post, and got the pin. During the pin, I didn't see this part, but it was told that the referee had to tell Lindsay to put his shoulders down, and you heard the, you audibly heard the referee say, Lindsay, put your shoulders down. And then he counted one, two, three. Like, oh gosh. Um, so that was that. I'm assuming this is the last two out of five live championship match starting probably in the next week or so. They're gonna migrate two out of five live into NXT. I'm interested to see how all that plays out. I'm very excited for that. The next match is for the United States Championship, Cedric Alexander versus champion AJ Styles. And I thought I'd see AJ Styles on a pre-show, but my eyes behold me, we've seen that, and it made the pre-show a little more important and more valuable, in my opinion. It didn't diminish AJ one bit. AJ's in a um a spot where he can do he can be on any part of the card and look good. So he looked good coming out here, he won, attained the title. Um in like a six minute match. Had a good finishing combo when he did a phenomenal forearm 
and uh, Cedric was kind of standing there staggering into a Styles Clash. Very, very hard Styles Clash. And then Gallows and Anderson came out and they all beat up Cedric. I figured this would uh, lead to the Viking Raiders coming out to save Cedric since they're face now. That didn't happen. I'm like, okay, that was a missed opportunity, I think. But I think on all tonight, they're going to book um, Cedric and the Viking Raiders versus the OC. And they can continue the, these feuds going to Hell in a Cell. Which I love to see the Viking Raiders and um, Gals Nancy in Hell in a Cell. This is a gripe on Hell in a Cell I want to make real quick too. In last in um, years past, Hell in a Cell, man, most of the matches were in Hell in a Cell. In the last few years, we've only had like one or two matches in Hell in a Cell. If they can stick with this gimmick pay-per-view, they need to make all the matches, a uh, majority of the matches, a Hell in a Cell match. There's a keeper the gimmick, in my opinion. That's just a little gripe I've had on that for a few years. There's no use having Hell in a Cell on pay-per-view if you could only do one match with Hell in a Cell. This is, this is my opinion on that real quick. But I like to see the Viking Raiders versus Anderson Gallows in a Hell in a Cell match. That'd be crazy, I think. So now we get into the main card. The first match was Braun and Seth versus Rudolph, as Russell calls him. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode for the Raw Tag Team Championships. This match was your typical Seth and Braun teaming up match against people. And it's rumored that they made Dolph and Robert the challenges to make Braun look strong because these two are good at selling. Um, I get that, and you can tell that in this match. Um, but this match was, I'd give it three out of five stars. It was your typical Braun Strowman gets high tagged, runs rampant everybody, and Seth does uh, springboard knees and Gets, gets offense and all that stuff. It's your typical Seth and Braun match. Um, the finish came, kind of funny, I think, too, when Braun was, was hyper and going rampant. He knocked down everybody, everybody, including Seth. Seth hit, hit the tumble with his face. Robert hit the glorious DT for the win. Your new Raw Tag Team Champions are Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, baby. <laughs> um, that's cool, I think. I figured they would win. Because Seth and Braun don't need the towels no more to do whatever they're doing. Um, hopefully that Dolph and Robert can have good matches with the titles and that the titles don't just get um, nothing. Because the Raw titles had a good showing maybe a year or two ago. Um, but here late from the recent memory, the, the titles have been just eh, mediocre. But cool to see new champions. Um... This match was overall was pretty good. It wasn't, oh my goodness, crazy, but it was your typical Seth and Braun tag team match. Next up, we had Bailey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and I'd say the worst match of the night. The worst match of the night. And that's saying something for both these women. We, I had a high hope for this match to be a very good match. You got the Heel Bailey versus the tweener kind of Charlotte Flair. And this match was kind of just, it was it was poor. I didn't like it. It went like, I'd say, six minutes. And the finish was a heel finish by Bailey. <clears throat> she took off the bottom turnbuckle, which was interesting. You usually take off the top turnbuckle. And she kind of like dropped her hole to push Charlotte until the turnbuckle and pinned her. That was it. I'm like, really? So, okay. Even though the McMahon's authorities said we wouldn't get rematches, we're going to be getting a lot of rematches based on Clash of Champions, so let me tell you that now. Um, and this is one of them. You have, you're going to have Bailey versus Flair and Hell in a Cell, probably. Which I'm down for. Please make it a good match. Because this match was really underwhelming. I was kind of surprised and sad. 
Next match was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's the champions of the New Days, Xavier Woods and Big E versus the Revival. Uh, some people in the Xbox party did not like this match. Again, you can add my Xbox One, T-Bug, 617-94 to join these watch parties with us. Um, but I like this match personally. It was, your, it was a your typical um, Big E, your New Day versus Challengers match. But Big E so it's so polarizing. Xavier Woods is good. Xavier Woods is still selling the injury from the revival about a month ago. So good storytelling there. You can tell they were kinda they had a chip on their shoulder and they were there for business kind of sort of type of thing. And the finish came, I forgot I didn't see the finish tip per se, but I know the revival won. You know, your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And I'm assuming that's going forward it's gonna be the new the Big E Woods feud unless they just move on. Um, I'll talk about this later, but I got a feeling Big E is going to be Kofi Kingston's next challenger for the SmackDown, uh, the, the SmackDown, uh, WWE Championship. So, Kofi won. Spoiler, probably get to the match. Sorry. Oh, well. Um, I think Big E, I think the new day is going to start unfolding because literally there's no other direction to go for them, but, but up, basically. And I've been hyped for this possibility for a while now, so I'm interested to see if that happens. But this match is a good overall. This the revivals, your new champions. Um, if they do feud with the New Day again, I wouldn't be surprised because SmackDown's tag division right now is not good. The tag division as a whole was not good, and that's saying something with the teams you got. But that's it is what it is. Seems like for a period of time that WWE kind of lays low and forgets about the tag team and the women's divisions to focus on the main storylines, which has been crazy. It's crazy that they do that still after all this time. But it's, that's the season they're in now. <clears throat> they're in the season where the women's and tag titles are being, le being less focused. And now they're trying to pick up the pieces and see what they can do with it. So, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, it was a good match overall. The next segment was, was funny. It was I think it was hilarious. You had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Crossman interviewed when they... Was a mic for, dropped in front of Alexa's face. And it was all true that Camilla in disguise as camera, camera crew... And Alexa's like, attention, our truth is on the set. I repeat, our truth is on the set. And then you saw a, a sea of people run past Alexa to get to get after um to get after our truth's twenty four seven championship. And the next match was surprisingly one of the best matches I saw in the second half of the card, which is saying something. Was for the women's tag team championships, you had champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Fire and Desire. This match was actually very good. I was surprised, very surprised. Um, <clears throat> during the match, Alexa Bliss almost won the 21-7 championship as R-Truth ran into the ring. They stood there basically while everybody was chasing him earlier was coming down. And Alexa won up R-Truth, won two, almost beat him. Alexa Bliss almost won the championship while defeating the championship. That'd been very fun to see if they let her win, but the notion of that was happening was was amazing. Everybody didn't believe me, the match kept going. We figured that the match would pay the price for that segment, but no, the match kept going for a good maybe ten minutes. This match was very, very physical. And then came with Nikki Cross hitting her fisherman neckbreaker on I think it's Mandy Rose for the pin. That's the champions. See where they go from here. I honestly don't know. Slightly don't care. But this match is very good though. I was very surprised that it was so good, and from here on out, the pay-per-view, the show was actually phenomenal.
Next match was for the IC Championship. You had the Miz versus Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn. This match was a pretty good match. Um, it was a very good match. Sami Zayn, they're literally doing the Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush story here with Sami hyping up Shinsuke during this match, uh, ribbing the crowd, and it was fun to see. I liked it here. And while the match was going on, the match was pretty good, very good match in my opinion. Um, the Miz came to, close to winning so many times. I think Sammy distracted the Miz. Shinsuke hit a consasha to the back of the head. They hit a forward consasha to the front of Miz's face and won. It's still your champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. Very cool to see. I'm very interested to see who's going to fight Shinsuke next. Very, very interested indeed. Next match was for the Raw Women's Championship. We had Becky Lynch champion versus Sasha Banks. This match was Matt was one of the match of the nights, in my opinion. This match was insane. Kinda. The match itself was good. It was very back and forth. You can tell these two didn't like each other, fight feel. Um I was getting very upset <laughs> at one point. Um, because the ending kind of came almost when, um, uh, I forgot what happened, but a chair was brought into the mix, I think by Sasha Banks, trying to play it to Eddie Guerrero's line cheating uh, gimmick, and Bailey picked up the chair and went to hit Sasha, Sasha ducked, and she hit the ref in the shoulder. This made Be this part made Becky Lynch look stupid unless she just didn't care. She knew she'd keep her title. She just didn't care. She wanted to inflict pain on Sasha. That's what I'm assuming. But then the referee was down for a good five, six minutes <laughs> from a shoulder shot. And these two brought around the whole entire arena, literally everywhere. It was it was so good to see um, them brought in the catering area. It was very cool to see. And they made their way into the ring again. And the commentators had to announce that Becky was disqualified and all that. They ended up being that the ring announcer announced it. Becky just wants it back like a, like a total bad, a bad chick. She didn't care what happened. She got her hands on Sasha Banks and told her, made her feel what she felt. So interesting story. The match itself was very intense, very good. And these two are going to fight again because there's no decisive winner technically. Becky won my DQ. So these two are going to be in Hell in a Cell, which I'm excited about. Can't wait, can't wait to see it. Um, if they continue the Becky, um, not Becky, but the Sasha Bailey Charlotte Lynch feud, with that, with how I would book this, honestly, is I would do a tornado tag team, winner takes all, Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell, where the winners get the top, their respective brands titles. That's how I would book it, honestly. But this is my opinion. Um, so very good match of the night, one of the match of the nights, in my opinion. Next match was, um, the match of the night. Was Randy Orton versus champion Kobe Kingston for the WWE Championship? You know, from my mentioning of New Day earlier that Kobe retains. This match was amazing. Typically, when you say amazing match, you think of high flying and crazy antics and all that. But this is literally just straight. This is literally a straight bell to bell match. Um, somebody near falls, Randy. Um, Kofi was so good together, in my opinion. Someone said they didn't really, but they do. Really, they really do. But both of these, both competitors had back and forth action, had moments where they took control. Randy just proved why he's one of the best in the business. Kofi proved why he's one of the best in the business. And during the match, it was talking about him being a Hall of Famer in the future. 
And Kofi does have a, a ballot in the Hall of Fame when he does retire. His career is unprecedented. He's won all the titles. He's got crazy rumble spots, last spots. He's been a great WWE superstar since he's uh, does a main appreciative of Kofi and his contribution to the business, honestly. So that was the talk uh, during the match. But the finish came was a great finish. You had Randy hit an RKO out of nowhere, literally. It, he kind of goaded uh, Kofi into following him like he was hanging on the ropes. He goaded Kofi to come to him. Boom, RKO. Then Kofi kicked out. Well, foot in the rope. Very smart by Kofi. Which plays into the stupid, stupid, stupid stuff by Orton. Kofi proved to be smart here. The finish was great. Kofi went for like SOS. He turned it around to a Children Paradise, which Randy sold beautifully. Kofi um, retains. They've given Kofi a great lengthy run of the title. I didn't expect it to be this long, honestly, but I'm glad they're doing it. What's next for Kofi? Um, I see him probably going after. I'd, I'd, I'd assume Big E, because that's been the rumor for months now. And literally, is anyone else he can fight? Unless maybe I would like to see Bobby Murphy rise to the ranks and fight Kofi for the title. That'd be amazing to see, I think. As long as he Brock Lesnar, I'm happy. But I'm curious to see where Kofi goes next, and so I'm curious to see where Randy goes next. But this match was very, very, very good. And in the end of the match, also teased the return of Randy Orton's punk kick. That was a pop for that, because I loved the punk kick back in the day. If he brings that back now, then Randy would be very, very uh, fun to watch. Since they brought back the club stomp, they can bring back the punk, punk kick, no problem, I'm sure. But that was a cool tease right there. Next up, they had uh, Street Profits run down the card, Hyper Raw, and SmackDown this coming week. Um, and then King and Booker, he came up and all his King Booker stick, stick. And he was all, he was, everybody joked he was high or something, but he was on something. He was crazy. Um, he was all hype, and he didn't sound like King Booker, but he sounded like Booker T. It was weird. But it was, it was cool to see King Booker back with the Street Profits, and Montez Ford just sold him being there. It was great. I hope the Street Profits fight Rudolph, Dolphin, um, Bobby Roode next. That's what I want to see. The Street Profits need to be on Raw or need to be on Stan NXT. They don't need to be just hype boys. They need to be on the show fighting. So I hope to see that, please. But that segment was, was very good. The next match was... Shock of the night, he had Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan in a no-DQ match. This match was an epic match. Um, these two brought around the ring. They used the camera um, gurney thing, and they came back into effect. Um, the moment of the night came when Roman Reigns hit a Superman punch, which caused Eric Rowan to top one roll down the entire entrance ramp. And Reigns did the ooh, wow, ran down the whole ramp to do a spear. And then you got to hear the big boot. And we thought it was about Eric Rowan. Because, like, okay, Eric Rowan saw it coming a mile away and literally kicked him in the face. But the beautiful camera work, it uh, revealed that it was Luke freaking Harper. Luke Harper came back to welcome back Chance. He hit a distance clothesline and helped Rowan get the win after he hit the iron claw. Choke slam. I am so excited for a low call to be back. I've missed him terribly. He's always been one of my favorites in today's crop of talent. And I hate how WWE, especially Vince, was doing Luke Harper. It's reported that Vince was was over Luke Harper because he can do a stupid Southern accent. So that's what he's been all these months. 
Mayla, did you use that as a cover-up to make Harper love more than he did came back? That's what I'm hoping. I doubt that, but that's what I hoped. But Luke Harper looked great here. Um, we thought we were, I thought we would get the Eric Rowan um, singles push. Maybe that's still the case, and Luke Harper's going to be the lackey here, maybe. But hopefully Luke Harper stays. I don't want him being like Buddy Murphy and just doing something for a couple of weeks and then fading away. Please don't do that to Luke Harper. Please bring Buddy Murphy back, too, while you're at it. But this match was, that was just shock of the night. Could not believe it. Now, your main event was Braun Strowman versus champion Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. This match was a very good match. It was, I figured, it was the match I figured it would be almost. Braun had a lot of good offense. Both, I think both men got busted open. Braun's nose was bleeding a little bit. Um, apart from a kick. They did a spot through the table and all that stuff. Very good stuff. The ending came when Seth hit Braun with three cub stomps back to back to back. The first one, Braun kicked out at one. And Seth saw it like it was nobody's business. Then he did another one, kicked out at two. He did a third one, kicked out at 2.9. Then he hit a pedigree. The pedigree came back and Braun's arsenal was about, followed by a fourth cub stomp for the pin. Now, I have mixed reactions on this. The finish, because it's similar to what they, they had Braun do to Brock Lesnar. I think Brock beat him with four F5s. Here, Seth beat him with, with four Cubs, Thompson, and Pedigree. I think this is the last we'll see of Braun in the, in the main event picture, sadly. When he, I was so excited for Braun to be back in the spotlight, but it seems like WWE just don't care about Braun. If he continues being part of this, I wouldn't be surprised, but he's not affected by what happens at the end. So I think this is Braun Strowman's last hurrah in the main event scene. He's probably go back to doing something I don't care about. I hate it, I really do, but it seems like Braun Strowman's just not getting over. Because WWE don't want him over, which is stupid. Because this is literally copy and paste with how Brock Lesnar beat Braun Strowman after hitting four of his finishes. So, self-attained. Figured that, though. And then, as uh, Seth is walking up the ramp, and we were waiting for the Fino tag, but he never came. They did the little, like, the closing graphics on the show and all that, and then all of a sudden the lights went out. <gasps> and then the screeching came, and then the Fiend appeared behind Rollins. With, I mean, with Rollins in his arms to do a sister Abigail. He did that. The lights went out again. But then the screech came back on, and the, this amazing image, a great image that sent home with, was Bray had Rollins by his hair. It kind of mimicked his um, headless lantern almost, in my opinion. And it, it was just very eerie to see that. It looked like Bray just had the lifeless corpse of Seth Rollins in his hands, literally. Did the, did the mammal claw. And Seth sold that claw, ladies and gentlemen, like nobody's business. Um, and so now we're getting the Fiend versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell and probably a Hell in a Cell match, which. I'm excited for. I mentioned in my last video though that I'm not too keen on the Fiend becoming champion, but I think with I think if Brandon's got enough control of the character, he can keep it interesting and cool if he does win the championship. Because he can't lose though. He cannot lose to Seth. Not now at least. He has to. The Fiend is too hot, too over. Do not let him lose there to me. Do not let him lose. So I give the show eight out of ten. The second half of the show was on fire. It was your, like I said, it was your typical slow burning match. It went slow and got more and more crazy as the night progressed, which is a very good tactic in my opinion. 
So, yeah, Class of Champions was a solid pay-per-view overall. Let me know in the comments below what you think of the show. Did you like it? Did you not? I loved it. It was great. Um, make sure you subscribe to the channel, follow the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you soon.